In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we celebrate Mass for the Feast of the Apostle St. Matthias. A very early disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ, he was actually one of the 70 that Christ sent and empowered, sent before him to offer his peace, to proclaim that the kingdom of God has come near to you, to heal the sick, and to cast down the demonic in those areas. He was one of those 70s. He was not, however, one of the original 12 chosen. That would come after the fall of Judas, as you heard in the epistle reading from Acts. For after Judas had betrayed the Lord and has taken his own life, we find that the apostles had gathered together and presented two candidates. One's name was Joseph and the other, Matthias. And they prayed and they asked and they sought the Lord and the lot fell to Matthias and he became one of the twelve. After Pentecost and beyond, Matthias would go through all of Judea, bringing Christ, the gospel, to both Jews and Gentiles. And he would make his way all the way to Ethiopia with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as he would minister there, many would be baptized in Ethiopia and many churches founded. But also there in Ethiopia, many, as many were being baptized, St. Matthias would suffer many tortures for his love for Christ. And we're told from all that witnessed him that he considered it great joy to suffer for the sake and the love of his Savior. And after returning from Ethiopia to Judea, ultimately, he would lay down his own life, the ultimate act of love, returning his love for the love that he had received as he would be martyred, which is why we wear red in his honor on this day for the blood of the martyrs. In this Mass, we're celebrating, remembering Christ in this man, St. Matthias. We're given the words of Jesus Christ in a gospel reading from St. Matthew that are so well-timed for where we are in our continuing experience of Christ through the liturgical journey through our calendar. Next Sunday is Septuagesima Sunday, which means we begin our three-week preparation to journey with Christ in Lent to His cross, through His cross, to the resurrection. The reason that I see Christ's words so wonderfully timed for us this morning based on that reality is that the words of Christ reveal to us something so fundamental to the life of experiencing His salvation day in and day out. These words give us the relational framework on how we must present ourselves to God, how we must live towards Him to receive all that He longs to offer us for our life and our salvation. Listen to His words, of which, by the way, so simple, of which you hear every Mass in the comfortable words. We hear our Lord Jesus Christ say this, Come to me. You just heard everything. The framework of relationship that is the salvation of every soul. Jesus says, come to me. I could stop right there with those three words. And we could sit here for hours just considering the love of Christ and all that he desires to do, uh, to do for us as we come to him. The action of the Christian towards the Savior that comes to us to save us. 
These words speak the language not only of salvation, the healing of our souls, but also the consolation of all of our restlessness. All of it. Jesus, the Word of God, the life and the resurrection, He invites you and He invites me saying, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am humble, gentle, and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's look at the whole framework of relationship that the Lord is revealing to us first. Who is it that He is calling to come to Him? All who labor are extremely weary and are heavy laden. And in the language that He's expressing, this is strong stuff. He's wanting to set the stage because He knew in the souls of those who were right before Him when He's teaching it, all these things, the laboring, the exhaustion, the suffering, the weariness was right there in front of his eyes and he knew. So here's what he's really saying. Come to me, all you who labor. And when he says that, you who have grown weary and are exhausted with the burdens of this life, life in the daily round of a fallen world, all the sufferings that we must experience in this life, you who are beaten down and tired by all of this, exhausted in your body, in your mind, and in your emotions, come to me. Come to me. But what about heavy laden? Come to me, all you who are heavy laden. All of you who have placed undue and unhealthy burden upon yourselves like the Pharisees did and like the Pharisees were doing to others. You who think and have tried been trying to live as if you have to work in your own striving and energy to be righteous, to fulfill the law out of your own energy. And therefore, because of that, you sit here before me, Christ is saying, exhausted, failed. Come to me, you who Satan has overburdened with the constant accusations, the bombardment of accusations over your failures and your sins, and you've come into agreement with Him. We're not talking about the self-accusations that the Holy Spirit wells up within us when we do self-examinations, because He does that to move us to the experience of mercy. We're talking about the accuser who keeps the failures before us, and says we are not who God says we are. Those is who he's talking about. So beaten down by these things. Or perhaps all of you who have beaten yourselves down with the burden of your own failures. You know, sometimes Satan doesn't have to lift a finger on that one. We can punish ourselves so well, far beyond what God would ever think. It's not his desire. It's not his desire. And all of that life of striving in our own energies and beating ourselves silly, it leads to heavy burden, emotional, physical, and spiritual exhaustion. Is this you? Is this me? Exhausted from suffering and trying to make every spiritual headway by our own energies and efforts and whittled down completely by the heavy burdens of those failures. You have to get the sense of this extreme heaviness 
weariness and burden that Jesus is presenting with his words. Because Christ is setting those who have ears to hear up for the very next word that is so extremely opposite of everything we just considered. Come to me with such heaviness and sufferings and burdens and weariness, and I will give you what? Say it. Rest. 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 I will give you relief. I will refresh your soul. I will bring you to strength again. I will speak to the storm that is raging in your very being. The words I spoke to the storm, be quiet and your soul will be still, even if the storms of life are still raging. He will speak peace to the depth of our soul. He's giving us the language of the greatest exchange you can imagine. You come to me weary, labored, heavy, beaten down. You come to me with your sufferings and I will take that and I will take it away. And I will exchange it for restfulness. My rest, my peace, deep within the soul. By the way, do I have any takers on that? I see a lot of you nodding your heads and I do too. But the reality is it remains to be seen. Are we really takers of this? Will we really come to Him? Because anyone who really wants that exchange to happen on a daily basis in their lives, there's only one way to receive it. We have to come to Him. And we have to come to Him in the ways that He draws us to Himself. And we have to come to Him precisely as we are in our authenticity. And we have to never cease to come to Him. Why is all of this that we're talking about such great preparation as we're heading into the healing season of Lent? It has everything to do with this. We have to have this framework to see what Christ desires for us from His heart for ours. Is our participation in Lent. How do we view the 40 days? How do we view prayer? How do we view fasting? Increased prayer? More services to attend and the like. Let me cut to the chase with this. Do we see Lent and all of the path that Christ leads us into. The things that he calls us to do. Do we see it as the Lord voicing his invitation of love? Come to me. Because if we see it any other way than that, somewhere along the way, somewhere in us, we have believed a damaging lie. Everything our Lord Jesus Christ has prescribed for His people to do in His holy church, absolutely everything the great physician has laid out for us is His designed path to Him. The way to get to Him. And to experience that great exchange. Not only is it the path. The things that He has us do and be about. He even gives us tools to clear away all obstructions. All hurdles. That would keep us from walking that path. And achieving the reception of the great rest He wants to give us. Where He'll take our burden and exchange it. For that very rest. We're going to be called to 40 days of fasting, prayer, almsgiving, and more services. 
But here's how we should see it, continuing with the Lord's words. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I'm gentle in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Imagine that. Take a yoke and find rest. How opposite Christ and his kingdom are to the way that we perceive things. Take my yoke, pray, fast. This is my yoke. I'm with you in it. Take it upon yourselves and I will give you rest. You know, the yoke in that time, he's talking to people who knew this full well. The yoke was occasionally and actually most often a double yoke. And in that double yoke, what they would do is they would take a very strong, trained, well-trained beast of burden. And they would couple that strong beast of burden with a youngling, one who had little strength whatsoever. And they would put them together. Now when they started pulling the plow from that double yoke, which beast of burden do you think was bearing the weight of the work? Was it the youngling? No. The strong beast of burden. Yet, at the same time while this is happening, the weak young one is learning through muscle memory from the greater one. And at the same time is being strengthened by the little effort that he puts forth along that path to become strong like the stronger one. That's why Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, because I'm the one doing the heavy lifting. I'm the one giving grace. I am your strength to fast. I am your strength to pray. There's a writer in the early church who wrote a work on the Gospel of St. Matthew. We're not surely who the writer is, for sure, but... We have his work. Listen to the words of this writer to hear something very important about grace in our lives in times like this. He wrote, the psalmist says about the burden of sinners, because my iniquities lie on top of my head, so they have also placed a heavy burden on me. Jesus says, place my yoke upon you and learn from me that I am gentle and humble in heart. Oh, what a very pleasing weight that strengthens even more those who carry it. For the weight of earthly masters gradually destroys the strength of their servants, but the weight of Christ rather helps the one to bear it. Because we do not bear grace. Grace bears us. It is not for us to help grace, but rather grace has been given to aid us. That's the yoke of Christ. When he says, take my yoke, he's saying, follow me. Why? Because I will lead you on the path to me. Follow me by doing these things. And I will be the strong one that takes you through it. Do it and you will find out. And there are only three ways. Three ways that we can approach Lent and approach all of these different things that Christ has given us prescriptions to bring our souls to Him so that we can be brought to peace and rest. There's only three options. The first one is this. We should figure this one out. We do it very often. We can say no. That is always a human option. By the will of man has been since the Garden of Paradise. We can say no. And we need to understand that when Christ gives us prescriptions and directions... And we say no. I can't color code it for any of us. It's disobedience.
But it's even worse than just not following a command. It's saying, no, Lord, I will not take that path to come to you. I'm saying no to my own relief and my own peace. Secondly, we can take up the fasting, prayer, and almsgiving with our own yoke alone, in our own strength. Just do the actions alone and buck it up and press through. Do so, and I promise you this, that during Lent and after Lent, you'll be as if not more exhausted than when you began. We can't carry that yoke without the fellowship of Christ. And that's the third option. We respond to Christ saying, you invite me to come and you grant me a way to do so. I need you. I need peace, rest, and strength. So I'm going to abandon everything and do what you say, and I need you to show me your grace. And our Lord promises to do so, and he will grant you rest to your incredible weariness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.